and welcome to the LSU podcast with the Red Zone Report. I am Scott Gerard, and joining me again is Tommy Johnson, and we are also joined by Daniel Zollinger. Uh, welcome, guys. What's up? Hey, how's hey. it going, <laughs> All right. I uh, want to get into it. Uh, a lot of stuff to cover, even though it's June. Um, so LSU football, uh, they actually had some the freshmen coming in this week. Uh, everyone showed up, I think, except two due to academic reasons, but you know, who, who knows? That could be because they still have to finish a class. There's a test yet to be taken or I don't know, maybe it's something they have to cover, uh, with some coursework because they are in junior college, but, uh, Ed Orgeron's class is pretty much there on campus, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, like I said, last time we talked, uh, I saw, uh, gosh, I saw uh, Cardell Thomas. Cardell Thomas, yeah, I saw Cardell Thomas in the uh, in the student union getting his tiger card. So, you know, he not surprised. He's the first. Uh, he's the first one on campus, but uh, kind of the leader of that class. And now everyone else is showing up. I think it's going to be uh, good as we get into fall camp. Yeah, Ed? yeah, it's going to be. Go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, definitely good for the summer. Go ahead and uh, start building that chemistry early. Uh, you want all your recruits in there, just kind of working with the seniors and everybody and just bringing them up to speed so you can launch right into the fall. Yeah, yeah, just get that competition going early because uh, a lot of guys that are hungry. Uh, two other things. One, uh, I saw that Jonathan Giles entered the transfer portal. Now, that could not be anything because you know that happened uh last week with kelvin joseph and but you know his dad kind of cleared that up and said he was coming back but i don't know i, I kind of get the feeling that you know this is probably the real deal because you know he came in with a lot of hype but didn't quite live up to it you know he had the number seven which usually goes to uh expected stars but uh, you know, he changed numbers after that, that first year. Um, but, you know, then I think he only had, uh, you know, a few receptions, maybe 58 yards or something like that. But uh, I don't know. I I think he's probably gone. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. You know, I had a lot of respect for Giles kind of giving up the seven because it, 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 yeah. it's, it, I think it's a, it takes some humility to say, I'm not, you know, basically I'm not worthy to wear this number. Um, <laughs> and I mean, he was, he's, he's a good player. He's a good receiver. Um, you know, he's not a, I don't think he's an Odell Beckham or a, a Jarvis Landry, but uh, yeah, I, I tend to agree with you that he's probably gone. I, I hate to see it just because I don't like to see any of our players leave. I don't like to see even, even yeah. if they're not, you know, on the field a lot, um, I don't like that. I don't, I feel like that could, especially as we talked about last week with the transfer portal, I feel like that could kind of bring about some stuff in the locker room of, you know, Oh, well, well, my friend, my, you know, they're all friends. My friend, Jonathan, he just left. I'm not getting playing time. I like, maybe I'll leave. So I don't want to start yeah. that off, but you know, I guess I wish the best to him. I hope, I hope he can find a place, um, where he can, you know, shine on the field and, and do as well as, uh, do as well as he, he can. 
Yeah, you kind of see it. I mean, one thing LSU kind of lacks a true like number one wide receiver, and that's kind of one of the biggest questions for me going into the season. We have a lot kind of middle of the pack guys like Jamar Chase, Derek Dillon, Terrace Marshall, but I mean, there's just a little bit lack of experience there, and uh, maybe Giles just wants to be that number one guy somewhere else when he's kind of lost in the shuffle a little bit here, especially since he actually transferred into LSU from Texas Tech. So this isn't really anything new to him. Yeah, and he. He was, uh, I think he had like 1,100 plus yards that season at Texas Tech before he transferred. So, yeah, we we kind of thought he was going to be the number one, especially since, you know, they gave him the seven. But, it, uh, you know, I guess it just didn't pan out. But uh, LSU also had some good news this week. They had a, a local recruit decide to stay home uh, with Major Burns. I don't know if you guys saw – the video he used to commit. I I almost got a little little teary eyed. I'm gonna admit, um, but I mean it was just a great get for the Tigers to to get him to stay home, right? Yeah, I think I think it was a, a really pivotal get because I mean we all know LSU is DBU. Uh, we we got a plethora of great cornerbacks, but to pick up a safety, um, a strong safety at that with you know that much hype around him, he's a hometown kid. Uh, I think it's a great get and um, a great start to this coming uh, recruiting season, which is already shaping up to be really well, or really good, excuse me. Yeah. Yeah, and you mentioned that that video you committed with a video titled Happy Birthday Mom on Twitter. You can go see it at Major Burn 6. Uh, it's just real emotional uh, and getting – tribute to his mom. You love to see that type of stuff, uh, the heart among the players. And just really, this is kind of a major commitment in my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, especially with, you know, with Ed Orgeron, anytime you can get a local guy to stay home, uh, that's a, you know, a victory on top of a victory because guys like Saban can come here and just pick who they want. But if you can get him to stay home, that's, that's all the better. Uh, Speaking of home, uh, Tiger Stadium, you know, voted many times the best stadium atmosphere, at least the best tailgating. Probably going to get a little bit better. You know, the, the SEC this week recently voted to approve beer sales. And I, I, I'm not sure how this is going to go. You know, you already got it's already the best tailgating experience. People are going in there, especially with a night game. You know, they're going in there. Uh, kind of rosy cheeks but now you're going to give beer to tigers fans i think this could be uh, a great thing or i don't know it could be a not so great thing what, what do you guys think so scott have you ever heard about uh what happened with the i think it was the cleveland indians when they had 10 cent beer night this way back like oh. in the 70s <laughs> I, I remember something about that, yeah. It was, it was a huge promotion. They couldn't get anybody to come to the game, so they, they offered 10-cent beer night. Everyone came out to the game. Everybody was, you know, a little bit, as you said, rosy-cheeked. And it turned into just pandemonium, and people were on the field, and people were throwing things, and I don't even think they finished the game. And that did not happen again. I feel like it might right. end up like that. You know, that would be something if it did. It might, uh, might add to that atmosphere and that, that myth of, of Tiger Stadium. But, I mean, in all honesty, it's probably going to be fine. Uh, obviously, a good revenue getter for LSU and the LSU Athletic Department. I'm sure they're going to make a ton of money off of it. It's not like anyone who wants to drink doesn't drink at Tiger Stadium already. So, you know, I, I, I think it's a, 
I don't think I don't I, don't, I wouldn't say it's a non-story, but I think that uh, the impact it's going to have is maybe a little bit overblown on yeah, the negative side. Yeah. A couple schools have already like came out. I think it was Alabama, Auburn, maybe Mississippi State said that they're still not going to sell anything at their stadiums. So I mean, maybe they're trying to stick tra- oh, wow. to tradition or like just don't really want everything that kind of comes along with that, but we'll see how that goes. I don't think LSU has really made an announcement one way or the other. I do know that uh, Georgia, they said that they'll only be selling beer. I think it's to donors like over a hundred thousand dollars or something and season ticket holders. <laughs> Plus they can only drink the beer in like an enclosed concourse where you can't even see the game. So to me, that would definitely not be worth it at all. But uh, either way, we'll, we'll see how it shakes out. And you know, yeah, I already I, that I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Well, I was just going to say, I saw that about Georgia and I, I, I guess the, the, you know, the thing about the, it's only open to donors. That's, that's one hurdle. I guess they're trying to keep it responsible because, you know, day drinking for students could, could turn bad quickly, but to not be able to watch the game, I, I just, I, I can't imagine what their reasoning was for that. Well, you know, there's already that, uh, and, yeah, I don't. I agree with you on that. I don't, I don't really know other than they want to boost donors. You know, they think that that's going to pull in more people to donate. And I guess the other thing True. is like when we think about donors, um, we think like, oh, I bet they're donating like thousands of dollars. But you can be classified as a donor off of like a fifty dollar donation. So I don't know what the what the donor like what their what their limit is or their you know hurdle you have to reach for donations. But um. Also, the uh, you know in Tiger Stadium, there's already that that like beer garden place. I've never been to it, but it's on the like shoot? the other side of the the other side of the stadium. So you yeah, can already it's called the shoot. That's yeah, but that's what only it is, uh, the shoot. yeah. They didn't have beer though, did they? I think they do. Oh, interesting. Is that right, Daniel? Well, I, think uh, they do. I really don't know. Okay, I don't have that elite access. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I you know you might be right. I think you you paid a fee. I think it was like twenty or thirty bucks, and you got like one drink and like one food item or, or something like that, which you know would be worth it just for the access because they didn't have it before. Um, oh, and and for Georgia, I think it was a a minimum donation of like twenty five thousand. Oh my god! So they were obviously. Yeah, I know. They were really trying to curb who they allowed to drink in the game. But honestly, uh, I, I I went to Georgia. I went to games. Uh, they're they're going to do what they usually do. They're gonna These guys are going to put the Jack Daniels in the Ziploc bags and tape it to their underwear lining and just get a <laughs> Coke at the game, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I don't know. It would be interesting if it, you know, spreads to basketball or baseball games, too. Because I, I can't imagine the box with beer sales. It's already lit as is. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot – and there's a lot of uh, college baseball um, stadiums that offer beer. Like, for instance, our, our hometown in Monroe, ULM started offering, uh, like, beer sales, like, what, five years ago, Daniel? I think it was five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess and, uh, trying to drum up the uh, attendance. Trying to just get people to come because, like, nobody would come. And I want to say it like actually worked. I'm not sure, but I remember the coach like the year after, cause the coach like pushed it. He was like, we're going to do this. I remember him coming out after like the first year was like, yeah, this is our best year ever <laughs> for people coming out. Oh, so it worked for them. Well, that's good. Yeah. Um, and uh, speaking of baseball, uh, the Tigers play 
a little bit later today in the, their Super Regional, which, uh, you know, this, this season that was, had so many high hopes, and then we kind of, they were kind of dampened a little bit by, by how the season played out, but they're hosting a Super Regional again, and got FSU coming into town. Um, I would like to think the Tigers, you know, would be favored here. I, I think they are. I think they were favored, but I don't know. FSU, their coach, Mike Martin, uh, I think this is his last year. So I think they have uh, a little bit more to play for. LSU can't take them lightly, but uh, I do think the Tigers, you know, with the home field advantage, uh, it, it, it should be a good series no matter what, you know? Yeah. And Scott, I, I have to say, I think that, I think that the both of us, I think we owe a little bit of an apology to the Tigers because we were both a little bit, a little bit, you know, hesitant on booking our tickets to Omaha. We both said that. Now you were ready to go to, you were ready to go to, uh, go to Athens, which if, I was, I, if I'm I was. in Atlanta, I'd be ready to go too. But uh, I got to say, I'm on Expedia right now looking at fair to Omaha. No, I'm kidding. But <laughs> regardless, I really like our chances here. And, uh, I, you know, FSU, like you said, they are playing for that for their coach last year. But like we we've always said, it's hard to win in the box. There's always some magic that happens when uh, when the Tigers are at home. And uh, I think I think we'll see see ourselves in Omaha after a couple games. Yeah, it'll definitely be competitive. I mean, Florida State this year they were a good but not dominating team, but then they did really play well in the Athens Regional, pretty much destroying Georgia twice back to back. And so that's definitely a good uh, stamp in their book, and they kind of roll in with that uh, momentum. But then LSU played uh, well, kind of the same thing, but didn't really crush Southern Miss, but did the job and then kind of backdoored our way into the Super Regional. And then I think that's kind of the key thing. It's just that home atmosphere where they're more comfortable. Florida State actually has a losing record this season in away games. So uh, maybe that's something where they'll falter. We'll have to see what happens. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I, when I saw their away record, I thought, all right, well, that, that'll definitely play into the Tigers' favor. Um and it does matter, you know, how you're playing right before. Uh, momentum has has a lot to do with it. But you know, both teams have momentum, so I guess I guess we'll find out in a few hours uh, who has the better momentum. Um, but that, you know, that's that's not the only news this week, obviously, because there was the, uh, the the MLB draft, and Paul Maneri was lucky because he. He, I think he only lost out on one major recruit and uh, out of the draft anyway. Um, there were some guys that said, you know, they had a pretty much like a high asking price. I think Cairo was one of them. But <laughs> did you saw that story where they had a Cairo on campus and he was going through the motions got got everything set up admin wise and he was going to his i think his uh advisor uh to set up his coursework and then he got the call saying he was drafted and then he walked right back into Paul Maneri's office and said yeah sorry uh, i'm <laughs> going to go to the i'm going to go to the major league now and you know what what can you do um i know he got some Paul didn't lose out on much but i think that one kind of gutted him a little bit because he he you know, if you're on campus, he probably thought he had him, but it, uh, it it just didn't work out that way. 
Yeah, that's a pretty remarkable story that he's going into the advisor's office. He's getting situated for classes, and then he gets that call of, hey, uh, come play ball for us. Um, but to tag off what you're saying about, uh, you know, they lost out on lost out on him, but they they gained a player that I think they didn't expect to get uh, in Maurice Hampton. Both Coach O and oh, Maneri yeah. gained him with a, a nice dual sport athlete. Me and Daniel were actually talking about this a couple of days ago. How we haven't had a uh, like a football and baseball player in a while. Um, we were talking thinking about like I think you know, since Chad Jones. Since Chad Jones, I was going to say Chad Jones. So this guy is a. Uh, He's a, he's a safety and he's, you know, he's expected to play, maybe get some playing time first year, but definitely play if he stays for, for two years at safety. Um, but they say he's plug and play in the outfield like day one and that he'll be starting uh, on the baseball team next year. So he turned down, I want to say like $2 million or something. Yeah. Well, I think what one he was point like, Kind of point, yeah. to go, go in the early rounds. I think he fell a little bit to like the sixth or seventh round. And then at that point, you kind of realize that maybe your prospects aren't that good. And then you build your resume a little bit at one of the best programs in the country. And then you can come back and uh, just move into that elite status. And it'll, it'll be fun to watch uh, both in the fall and the spring for the Tigers, definitely. Oh, yeah. And, uh, but, you know, so LSU had some, some guys drafted, uh, I think, Josh Smith was the first one to go. He went to the Yankees. Uh, Zach has got drafted. Zach Watson, I think he went 79 overall to the Orioles. Uh, Todd Peterson also got drafted. So, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see what, what happens with, with those guys. Um, but uh, they also had Cade Doty uh, coming in. Uh, so, Maneri, you know, kind of a, a up and down week as far as that goes, but I, I think they're in good position. You know, they got some good recruits coming in. Uh, nobody was drafted high enough to to want to leave LSU, I don't think. So they should be good for next year, right? Yeah, I agree. But here's here's something that me and Daniel have been tossing around. I think we kind of touched on it a little bit last week, but so I would say I felt like going into the regional. Do do you think Maneri was on the hot seat? Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I thought if anyone, maybe, maybe Alan Dunn, just because, you know, LSU's only had for the last few years, what, like maybe two, two solid starters and the yeah. other one's kind of been rotational. So I thought maybe Alan Dunn, I didn't know about Maneri. I thought maybe, you know, cause they are still making regionals. Did you, uh, is there some, is there some rumblings in Baton Rouge? I don't know about. Well, okay. I'm, I am in a Facebook group that's <laughs> entitled Here we clean, go. clean house LSU. <laughs> so you can tell what, uh, what the point of that group is. But, um, I mean, after, after like the, I want to say after the series lost to Ole Miss, the, the, the chance of fire Maneri were coming in. Now I'm not saying I'm not really on the fire Maneri trade, but, uh, I can see where, you know, when you have when you have a, a storied program that that is just like so used. To, we talked about it last week of like we're so used to just Omaha, Omaha, Omaha. Where if you have a year a down year where we kind of didn't expect to be where we are right now, we're hosting a super regional, where some of the big time you know donors and the big time big shots who call the who you know who kind of call the shots would say like we need we need to change. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad to see him succeeding. I'm glad to see everything coming together at the right time because we, t- you know, in baseball, that's that's what matters is just getting hot. But uh, I did notice that Paul Maneri did not sit down during any of the games, so <laughs> I could say his seat was probably pretty hot. 
There you go. Yeah, <laughs> you can kind of draw a little bit of a parallel, maybe to like the late Les Miles years at LSU, where you have won a couple of national championships, but then expectations are high every year, and maybe you're just underperforming with the talent, and you kind of settle into a little bit of complacency. And I think that's just kind of what people may or may not have been feeling about pulmonary. Like, yeah, we made it to the World Series Finals a couple of years ago, but like having the number one team coming in here, just not uh, maybe quite living it up. But then finding your late season groove, uh, kind of in my opinion, you'd think that if they do make it to the World Series, he kind of at least locks up that spot for the next maybe two or three years and then kind of comes back up again if, if we don't do so well. But, yeah, I mean – LSU fans can be a, a fickle bunch in that regard. They demand nothing less than the best. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, they, they've been spoiled so much, and, you know, they haven't had a title in, well, this year will make it 10 years. So uh, I, I, I don't blame them, but, you know, as far as Paul Maneri goes, he, you know, yeah, the way the season started, you know, losing that, getting swept by Texas, had he not made – you know, the, I guess a regional, or if they hadn't made it out of regionals, I think maybe he, he might've, you know, there might've been some talk of, well, is it time to move on? But, you know, here we are in in super regional. If he goes to the college world series again, you know, like you said, Daniel, I, I think they, you know, what do they move on to? Augie Guerrero from Texas just retired. Uh, Mike Martin at FSU is retiring. I just, I I don't know if someone's going to come in and, do as well as he does because you know Miri's Miri's been a while, around for a while. Yeah. So it, yeah, I don't know who they would move on to, but I guess we can wait and see. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think it really is. It really is that uh, the problem of just of just being spoiled because you know we're so used to just the the high performance championship. We demand a championship. We demand a championship. But when you get you know, we we were competing for a championship two years ago, and we lost in the last game. So you can't really go much. Hot, who are you? Yeah, like you said, who are you going to get that's going to get you that far and 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 put you over the top? Like it's not, it's not just as easy as hiring some new guy. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, I I think this is all Skip Bertman's fault. You know, if he hadn't done so well and won five titles and you know, like 15 years or something. I don't think these fans would be that bad, but um, I don't know. Uh, baseball in general in the SEC is, is, is really, really hot. And you just look at all the teams that are in super regionals right now. And, you know, if, you know, if they make it to the world series, they'll probably face them again. We talked about that last week too. Uh, it's, yeah, I don't know. I think their program is in such a good position that they have that name brand. So, even if they were to move on from Muneer, I don't think it would drop, really. No, but I don't think they could. I don't think one move, one move on the head coach would or the manager would um, would instantly take them over the top and have them winning three championships in a row. I think you'd probably right. be somewhere where you are right now. Right, I agree. Um, and shifting really quickly to uh, to another sport we we, we haven't uh, talked about yet, but uh, LSU track. Is uh, actually this week they were uh, at Austin competing for the the nationals, and uh, some some tigers were showing up there. Uh, we actually had one national championship uh, with Javay Harrison. He won the the long jump championship uh, with a record of twenty six feet eleven inches. So so congrats to him. Uh, and uh, LSU baseball 
uh, relations here. Uh, Mondo Duplantis, brother of Antoine, uh, he was, uh, I don't know, he was considered to be the best and might have won, but the guy that won it last year uh, actually ended up winning. But Mondo did come in second, and I think the Tigers had a, there's some some relays today. It's like, I think this is the last day. Right, but there's in a there, there's some there's some relay races today that are still yet to be decided. But uh, they had a they had a football player racing in uh, Kerry Vincent, right? That's who it yeah. was. Yeah, he's on the uh, the men's four by one four by one hundred meter relay, and then also I think he runs the hundred meters himself. But yeah, they qualified for the finals, um, and so yeah, good luck to them. I think they LSU as a team, their men's is just in this article that I'm seeing currently sixth overall in the country, like as a team. So uh, you'll love to see that. And then also just a uh, shout out to Javon Harrison, bringing that championship home. Uh, and then Mondo Duplantis. Yeah. He's only a freshman. So finishing second in the country is a freshman. Yeah. That's uh, great to see. And he'll continue that for the next couple of years. I know he's already competing uh, at an international stage uh, for Sweden, which is his mother's home country. So he has a, natural-born citizenship right there. So kind of sad that he's not playing for the old U.S. of A., but uh, good to see him getting that uh, international experience. Yeah, it's good to good to hear some uh, some some real in depth uh, citizenship rights and analysis here on the LSU Sports Podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good pull on that that info there, Daniel. I I did not even know about that. Yeah, it's really um, weird that they're that because I. Isn't it something like Antoine Duplantis is also like a Swedish citizen as well? Yeah. Can we look that up? Antoine's older brother, he has uh, Swedish citizenship rights, but I think he's declared for USA baseball. So, and I think you can only pick once. And then, so after that, you're kind of stuck with who you want. But uh, yeah, maybe the Swedish baseball program isn't exactly stellar. (laughs) Right, right. Um, So he's probably better being stuck, as you say, with the, uh, with the USA team. Um, but uh, I don't know. Any, any final thoughts, guys, before we wrap it up here? I know we covered a lot, but uh, I don't know if there was something we did cover. Uh, one uh, thing I just wanted to mention is the uh, just the weather conditions in Baton Rouge right now with the, the significant flooding that we've had. Just wanted to tell everybody there to stay safe, um, watch out for what's going on. I know, Tommy, you were in Baton Rouge. I don't know if you have anything about that, but uh, just especially this weekend's game uh, with the baseball, any uh, rain that might happen. Well, I can say that uh, downtown Baton Rouge on Thursday, I almost lost my car. Uh, <laughs> the flooding was so bad. It was like I was swimming through the streets, and uh, I was really concerned about my car. Luckily, it's okay. And, uh, yeah, if it, cont- if it continues to rain like it did, like if we, if we get another rain uh, like we did on Thursday, um, you know, just stay inside. Don't drive anywhere. <laughs> I know I won't be. But um, hopefully we can, you know, hopefully the rain holds off. We can get this game. We can get these games in. And uh, then we'll we'll see you in Omaha. Yeah, yeah, that's the plan. Uh, yeah, and stay safe. I actually saw that video of some students riding a look like a campus bus, and there was just water sloshing all around the floor. Uh, yeah, they, I know they closed the campus. I think it was for like some winter weather that never, you know, wasn't really much. But I guess it was okay for them to drive through the water. Uh, and have classes anyway but uh yeah like you guys said keep it safe and uh hopefully we can see the tigers in omaha but um that'll do it for us today again i am scott gerard 
Joining me was Tommy Johnson and Daniel Zollinger. Um, we'll, we'll see it again next time on the LSU podcast with the Red Zone Report. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks.